0: Good morning, Covenant Network. It's good to be with you on this Friday morning, June 10th. No, we're not playing the wrong theme music this morning. Sadly, we will not be having a roadmap roundup this morning, but happily we do have a great show in store for you today. More on that later. Let's begin our morning in prayers. Is fitting to do and as we always do. In addition to our morning offering, normally we pray our First Friday prayers on First Friday, but as the entire month of June is devoted to the Sacred Heart, I would like to continue to pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart each and every Friday of this month. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation. Not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, strain far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are now determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty, modesty in unbecoming dress and behavior for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent for the frequent violations of sundays and holy days and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints we wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priests are subjected for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of your divine love And lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the Church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross, and which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your Virgin Mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth, And we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model and reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation. And by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you, so that we may all one day come to that happy home, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as I said, we are not going to have a roadmap roundup today. It's been one of those weeks that uh, there has been so much going on that um, we could have brought you a, a subpar conversation this morning because I was not prepared for it. Or we could bring you something very useful and edifying for all of us. So I do want to thank uh, Gabe and Corey who are to be with us this morning but uh, have so gracefully said we'll be ready for the next time. Um, Thank you to them. So here's what's in store today. Sunday we are celebrating the Feast of the Holy Trinity. It's Trinity Sunday. Now I've mentioned throughout the week that this is one of those uh, doctrines of the church that I have a difficult time explaining. I believe it. You know, I have no difficulty believing three persons, one God, three distinct persons. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father, the Holy Spirit is not the Son, the Son is not the Father, but the three distinct persons are one God. So today, rather than me fumble through trying to explain it to you, I thought we'd go in our, uh, as I like to say, go in the Wayback Machine to an interview we did with Father Wade Menezes on this very subject, the Most Holy Trinity. So that's going to be the, the main focus of today's show is speaking with Father Wade and, and going back to that interview so we can really learn with some clarity what the Church teaches about the Holy Trinity. Now, my encouragement to you and you'll hear more about this from Father Wade. But my encouragement to you is don't get frustrated if you don't have a full understanding of the doctrine of the Trinity. And Father Wade will share with you why you shouldn't be frustrated if you don't have a full understanding. And I will tell you, you're also not alone. And I can tell you that with great certainty. Uh, But the important thing is to believe and to ask the Lord to clarify in our hearts and in our minds so that we can understand more. There will always be more to understand, not just about the Holy Trinity, but about every aspect of our faith. Have you ever watched a TV show and then you go back and watch it again? You know, maybe you have a favorite series that you own on DVD or Blu-ray or that you watch on a streaming service and you've watched through it maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. I recently was revisiting one of my favorites. And without fail, every time you watch it. You notice something new. You notice something different. You understand things in a different way. You have a deeper knowledge of what is going on. Your eyes are open just a little bit more. Well, that is our faith. I was watching a video last night, not the movie The Great Escape, but a video about the movie The Great Escape with Steve McQueen and I believe Richard Attenborough, Donald Pleasance. Uh, oh, who, there, there were a lot of people in that movie, uh, and all the names are escaping me right now. James Garner was in that. Um, so many great names, but it was ta- the video I was watching was talking about how every time you watch that movie, you're going to see things in a new way because there's so much depth and so much complexity. And if that's just a movie, how much more can you and I learn about our faith and about the Holy Trinity? So. That is the main part of our conversation today. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Sacred Heart today, as we have already done with our prayers this morning. But before we get to any of that, let's turn now to Mike Roberts for a look at today's
1: weather. Today is the feast day of St. Landry, Bishop of Paris. Born near the start of the 6th century, he became a priest, and in 650 was serving as the chief clerk of the Royal Chancellery in Paris when he was elevated to Bishop and almost immediately, trouble followed. A severe famine set in, and the sick simply had nowhere to go. In response, Landry sold all of his own possessions and some of the furniture and vessels of the church to help raise money for those in need. Then, he founded the first hospital in Paris and named it after St. Christopher. That hospital exists to this day. It's believed Landry was also behind the construction of St. Germain Assarrois, which became the church of the kings of France. He died in 661. St. Landry, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
2: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts.
0: As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be talking a little bit about the Sacred Heart today on our Roadmap to Heaven Friday edition on this Friday, June 10th. And one of the things I love about our faith, one of the things I love about the Sacred Heart is that everything is interconnected. The Eucharist is tied to the Sacred Heart. Divine Mercy is tied to the Sacred Heart. Why? Because, well, they are all part of our Lord Jesus Christ. His heart his presence, his divine mercy? How could they not be united? But it's always great to reflect on the ways that those wonderful components of our faith lives and our devotional lives are connected. And, you know, as I often say, this is not just an academic exercise. We're not here just to learn theology on this earth. We are here to learn theology and to be catechized and evangelized. Why? So that we may grow in deeper relationship with our Lord. And a lot of that action depends on us. God freely extends the invitation, but we have to accept it. Here to help us reflect on this Friday morning, we turn to these wonderful words from Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. You know, we always think of the end of the Easter season as a return to the green vestments, but I'm reminded that in the Sundays following the Easter season, we have a few special solemnities that we celebrate on a Sunday, and one is the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. It's a beautiful occasion for us, and we are joined now with, you know, one of the the great teachers of these complex topics uh, Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy, you hear him every Tuesday here on Open Line Tuesday on Covenant Network and EWTN Radio. Father, so good to have you with us as always. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be back on Roadmap to Heaven with you and all your listeners. So Father, one day we're in the van, we're driving to school, and you know, the, the preschooler says, we're learning about God and we were talking about the trinity and this is the conversation no 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 god is in heaven jesus was on earth and the Holy Spirit is a bird, to which the older kids objected. Well, that's partially correct, but you're missing some things. There was great debate. I wish I could have recorded it to put on the air today. Alas, <laughs> I did not. But it reminds me of the complexity. As much as I think I understand the Holy Trinity, there is still so much I do not understand. And we kind of, uh, it's, it's like dancing in a minefield, trying to explain the Trinity and yet avoid some of the heresies that have crept up over the years. So I'm going to start right here. How does Father Wade Menezes explain the Holy Trinity when asked? Well, that's a that's
2: a great question. And I love to, to quote a saint in the church that kind of has a funny name, but just wonderful, wonderful written doctrine on the Trinity. His name is Saint Terribius of Montenegro. And he says very simply, and I, and I quote this, Adam, when people ask me about the Trinity, I, I quote this. St. Terribius simply says, quote, God is the infinitely perfect being who is the most holy Trinity, period. One time I had a, a, a very good Protestant friend of mine, he's a Baptist, he lives out in California, and he says, as a practicing Catholic, he says, how do you define God? Who, who, who is your God? And I said, well, my God is the Trinity. But let me be more specific and quote St. Terebius, I told him, I said, God is the infinitely perfect being who is the most holy trinity. That should be our answer. It's succinct, it's precise, and it's concise. Uh, Trinity is a term Adam used since around 200 AD, formally in the church's documents, to denote the central doctrine of the Christian religion. God, who is one and unique in his infinite substance or nature, is three really distinct persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The one and only God is the Father, the one and only God is the Son, and the one and only God is the Holy Spirit. Yet God the Father is not God the Son, but generates the Son eternally as the Son is eternally begotten. The Holy Spirit is neither the Father nor the Son, but a distinct person having the divine nature from the Father and the Son by what we call eternal procession, a breathing out, if you will. The three divine persons are co-equal, they are co-eternal, and they are consubstantial of one substance, together substance, and deserve co-equal glory and adoration by angels and men. Uh, number 254 and 255 of the Catechism are worth looking at when we are trying to define exactly what we believe about the Trinity. Uh, number 255, I'm going to actually start with first. Number 255 of the Universal Catechism says, the divine persons are relative to one another because it does not divide the divine unity. The real distinction of the persons from one another resides solely in the relationships which relate them to one another. In the relational names of the persons, the Father is related to the Son, the Son to the Father, and the Holy Spirit to both. While they are called three persons in view of these relations, we believe in one nature or substance of this Godhead. Okay? And then 254 says this the divine persons are really distinct from one another. God is one, but not solitary. Okay, God is one, but not solitary. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not simply names designating modalities of the divine being, for they are really distinct from one another. He is not the Father who is the Son, nor is the Son he who is the Father, nor is the Holy Spirit he who is the Father or the Son. They are distinct from one another in their relations of origin. It is the Father who generates the Son, who is begotten, and the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The divine unity is then triune.
0: If if I may jump in here, I once heard this explained as follows. that The Father speaks the word, the Logos. What is the word? The word is the Son, Jesus. And the breath that carries that word is... Is the Holy Spirit. And this is an imperfect analogy, but it was one that helped me with this paragraph of the Catechism.
2: Yeah, that, that's very, very good. That's a good way of saying it. And, and many of the Church Fathers have put forth different analogies that I think are, are um, good for the human mind to try to grasp the reality of the Trinity and the, and the doctrine of the Trinity. By the way, that the Church herself teaches the Bride of Christ that the doctrine of the Trinity, Adam, is an inexhaustible mystery. It's absolutely inexhaustible. In other words, if you claim to know everything there is to know about the doctrine of the Most Holy Trinity, the Three Divine Persons, you're a heretic, basically. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to be a heretic today, <laughs> right? Father. So it's, but but the, the point being is that the, the Church teaches that it's an inexhaustible mystery. And then going back to the point of different analogies, some saints... Um, uh, have provided analogies, as I said, regarding the Most Holy Trinity, that the, the triune God, one and three, yet three in one, three persons and one God, one God and three divine persons. The, the doctrine of the Most Holy Trinity, then, is, is the mystery of, of one God and three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just to sum up. Uh, the revealed truth of the Most Holy Trinity is the very root of the Church's living faith quote unquote, as expressed in the creed, the Nicene Creed that we say at Mass every Sunday. The mystery of the Trinity in itself is inaccessible to the human mind and is the object of faith because it was revealed by Jesus Christ, the divine Son of the Eternal Father, the second person that is, who himself became incarnate and entered the world to be with us and to reveal the truth of the Father and the Holy Spirit. So it's the second person, the Divine Word, the Logos, as you said earlier, Adam, who became incarnate. And so the, the, it's the Son who reveals the doctrine of the Trinity that is inaccessible to the human mind on its own merit, the human mind on its own merit.
0: Now this gets us to an important point, because even with the analogies we've used, uh, we have not been able to, as you say, fully explain this, and to say, I fully understand, I fully comprehend the Trinity. Uh, I would make me a heretic, or if nothing else, incredibly premature, because I hope to, I hope to, and I aspire to be a saint someday, and I trust that should that happen, when in God's presence, I will finally comprehend, but it will not be until that time, God willing. This is a really good place for us to stop and take a break. We're talking with Father Wade Menezes about the Most Holy Trinity. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back right after this. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We're talking with Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy about the Most Holy Trinity as we prepare for Trinity Sunday. And Father, right before the break, you brought up a very important point. You mentioned the creed. We profess in the creed, I believe. And that does not necessarily mean I know or I fully understand, that we are called to believe even if we do not fully know or understand something this has been called the Ascent of Faith, and I wonder if you could share with us why that's important. How, we can, how can we say we believe something, even if we don't fully know it, and why we're still called to do that by the Church?
2: Yeah, great, great question. First of all, I want to direct your readers to the Universal Catechism of the Catholic Church, numbers 142 through 165, on the Ascent of Faith. Giving intellectual assent to that which has been revealed through sacred scripture, sacred tradition, and the magisterium. And, and to grow in that faith, which is both a gift of God and a human act of acceptance or assent. So 142 through 165, at the very beginning of the Catechism, faith is laid out. So that, that's great homework material for, for your listeners on Roadmap to Heaven today, um, especially if they're going to go visit the Blessed Sacrament, and make a visit where our Lord's exposed in the monstrance in his Eucharistic glory. How, how beautiful is that to read those, those passages, 142 through uh, 165, in the Catechism, and just meditate on those as you're you're reading them with some quiet time as as you take a few at a time. But faith, uh, Adam, is what we're talking about here, this ascent of faith, this acceptance of faith. According to the teaching of the Church, faith is one of the three theological virtues, along with hope and charity. Uh, It is both a gift of God and a human act by which the human believer gives personal adherence to God, who freely invites the person's response back, and thus freely assents to the whole truth that God has revealed to him. It is this revelation of God which Holy Mother Church proposes for our belief, and which we know through sacred scripture sacred tradition and the magisterium what i affectionately call the three-legged stool if you take a, a sitting stool and turn it upside down what shape do the legs make adam they make the shape of a triangle right the three legs if you were to remove one of those legs what happens to the stool it collapses and because it collapses the person collapses my point is this if you separate yourself from either sacred scripture and or sacred tradition and or the magisterium, the teaching office of the church, which itself is rooted or grounded in the apostolic college, you risk falling, huh? You risk falling. So it is this revelation of God, which is both a gift from him and a free ascent of response on the human person's part, which the church proposes for our belief and which we know through sacred scripture, sacred tradition, and the magisterium, and which we profess in the creed, but it doesn't stop there. We celebrate in the sacraments. It doesn't stop there. We live by right conduct that fulfills the twofold commandment of charity to love both God and neighbor as specified in the Ten Commandments. And it doesn't respond, it doesn't stop there. And to respond to in our prayer of faith by a strong spiritual life that expresses itself outside of the the sacraments celebration, but which springboards from the sacraments and their celebration, huh? So faith is both a theological virtue given by God as a grace and an obligation that flows from the first commandment of God, quote, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. So again, Uh, uh, Faith, it's one of the three theological virtues, it's both a gift of God and a human act by which the believer gives personal adherence to God, who invites the person's response, and the person thus freely assents to the whole truth that God has revealed in a revelation that comes through and is supported by sacred Scripture, tradition, and the magisterium, and which we profess in the Creed, celebrate in the seven sacraments, live by right conduct, that fulfills the twofold commandment of charity to love both God and neighbor, as specified in the Ten Commandments, the first three have to do with love of God, the remaining seven have to do with love of neighbor, and thus which we also respond to in our prayer of faith in a strong spiritual life that although is practiced outside the celebration of the seven sacraments, springboards from the seven sacraments. Faith is thus both a theological virtue given by God as a grace and an obligation that flows from the first commandment of God, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me." So although faith and the gift of faith as a theological virtue, along with hope and charity, springboards from the first three commandments and faith, namely from the first of the the three commandments of the total of ten, the majority of the Ten Commandments, as I said in a previous segment, have to do with love of neighbor, commandment four through ten. So we have an obligation then to spread this faith to the neighbor.
0: Indeed. You know, I for our listeners that want to add to their reading list in the Adoration Chapel or wherever, I would recommend, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, there are some great encouragements about faith. Verse 1 right away, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And if you jump to verse 6, don't jump, don't skip around. When you read it, read the full thing. But I'm going to jump to verse 6 very quickly. Without, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For anyone who Who approaches God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So take that for part of your scripture reading today. Now, Father, I'd like to circle back around because we began by talking about the Holy Trinity today, and I shared with you my experience in the van with the the Wright family Ecclesia Domestica Theological Debate. Sometimes it, it, it happens that I am asked a question, and I do not know the answer. And oftentimes I say, you should listen to Father Wade Menezes on Tuesday afternoons on EWTN. You can call in and ask a question. What should we do? We, we're all called to, to share our faith, but what should we do when someone asks us a question to which we don't know the answer, and we certainly don't want to spread a false answer or heresy?
2: Yeah, great question. First of all, if you, if you don't know it on the spot, um, there's nothing wrong with admitting that you don't know the answer, and, but tell the person, you know what? You bring up a good point, and I'm positive that the church teaches on this. Uh, let me get back to you on this. Even Catholic Answers out of San Diego, Catholic.com, great organization, great website. Even they say a, a, a good trait of an, of an effective apologist is to admit what they don't know but yet, to promise to get back to the one who's asking. And I think that's very, very important. Um, I think it's also important to remember that uh, from our baptism and confirmation, uh, we receive the mandate, if you will, to spread the faith. Vatican II says, upon all Christians rests the noble obligation to convey and teach the faith to all peoples. And I think that's very, very important. And if it's something that's come up in a conversation with another who's maybe a non-practicing Catholic or a fallen away Catholic or a, or a non-Catholic, maybe a Christian of another denomination, or even a non-Christian or a non-believer, maybe an, an atheist or an agnostic, and the conversation comes up and they're asking a new question, Promise them you'll get back to them. Even go so far as to ask them for their email address. Maybe it's somebody you don't know personally. You just met them uh, on the bus or something that, you, you know, that, that you promise you, you you want to get back to them. And I think it's very important to do that. That's a good trait of an apologist. Wonderful. Well, Father
0: Wade Menezes, uh, thank you for helping bring insight to the Holy Trinity for us today and really to help us know what to do when we don't have an answer and that it's okay not to have an answer. We have the resources out there to go and seek an answer as well.
2: Could I ask you to close our time together with a prayer for our listeners? Absolutely, Uh, Adam. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you, Adam, as host of Roadmap to Heaven, and all of your listeners and all the staff there at Covenant Network, and remain with each and every one of you this day and always, especially during this year of St. Joseph and St. Joseph Terror of Demons. Pray for
0: us. Friends, you've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. We will be back right after this. It's time for a Daily Dose of Encouragement on this Friday, and this is one of those weeks that I have to say, Patty, I am sad that it's Friday, because I've really been enjoying everything you've been sharing with us today. So how, do, how are we going to wrap up the week?
3: Well, first of all, it's not me that's been sharing all this. I have to really give credit where credit is due. I read the book In the School of the Holy Spirit by Father Jacques Philippe, and it just filled, it's just filled with nuggets of truth, and I just felt called to share them with everybody else. So we're going to wrap up the week by just very simple word of encouragement of how to know if something's from the Holy Spirit and this I thought was just very simple but so true and Father Jacques Philippe says you'll know an inspiration is from the Holy Spirit when it sets us free to love And he goes on to say that, you know, this is really the only command. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. He summed up all of the commands in this one command. Love. Love one another as I have loved you. I love this thought. The aim of God is not to complicate our lives, but to simplify our lives. And quite simply, simplify them to love. Bottom line is, will this, whatever it is that you're discerning, Cause me to love my family more. Cause me to love God more. Will it help me to love maybe humanity more? Whatever it is, the main goal has to be out of love. And you'll know it's from the Holy Spirit when you actually have joy, even if it's something difficult to do. Maybe God is really stretching you and asking you to do something that is hard, but if it sets you free to love and you actually find joy in what you're doing and that sense of freedom and spontaneity to follow it, even if it's hard, and you feel that joy, which is a fruit of love, that is how you, again, can know that it is from the Holy Spirit that this is something that God does want you to do. So bottom line is love. Does this enable you to love more freely? And to love God more, love our neighbor more, love our families more.
0: I don't know about you, friends, but as I listen to Patty share this with us, I I keep thinking that everything she talked about this week, not contradicting the will of God, the will of the church and and the scriptures, that it fulfills our vocation. The will of the Holy Spirit helps us fulfill our vocation to bear good fruit with constancy and humility. It all is encapsulated in this last one, love. Love. It allows the will of the Holy Spirit sets us free to love. Patty, this has been a great week. I want to thank you for sharing this wisdom from Father Jacques Philippe with us. Friends, if you'd like to share this wisdom, don't forget that the Daily Dose of Encouragement is available wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with a friend. You know, at the end of the Daily Dose of Encouragement there, we encouraged you, well, no pun intended, uh, we we encouraged you to find the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and uh, we have even more podcasts, but to find it out in the podcast world, and we always say to please like and subscribe, and I can't tell you how much that helps us get these podcasts out there. The more of you that, that go to your podcast app and find Roadmap to Heaven on podcast, you just search Roadmap to Heaven by Covenant Network, we're out there. Whether you use uh, an iPhone, an Android phone, uh, a tablet, you know, a computer, we're, we're on Spotify, t- I think TuneIn and, and beyond, you know, wherever you get your podcast, You can find us in a lot of places, but the more that you can click like and subscribe or follow or whatever the option may be, um, it really does help us build our listening base and spread the good news of this show and the good things we're doing here at Covenant Network including The Saint of the Day, The Daily Dose of Encouragement. We've got some of our church history shows with Monsignor Witt out there in podcast world now. And I love having you here with us on live radio. And there's, there's nothing better than being with you in this 7 a.m. hour on the show. But if you can't be with us in that 7 a.m. hour on the show— there's nothing better than knowing you can be with us later on your favorite podcast app. And perhaps you were thinking about what Father Wade said today on the Holy Trinity and said, all right, I'm not going to mess this up with my words like Adam Wright would. So I'm going I'm to do what Adam Wright would do, and I'm going to share this podcast episode featuring Father Wade Menezes with uh, everybody I know to to tell them about the Holy Trinity and the doctrine of the Holy Trinity and all these great words that he had for us and that our other guests in the past episodes have had for us. So a uh, little off topic right now. I apologize for that. It is a, a bit of self-promotion, but it really does help us. And we very much appreciate you uh, helping us spread the word. This isn't about me. This isn't about Covenant Network. This is about the truth of our faith, the beauty of our faith, the joy of our faith, that you and I are striving to live in each and every day. And I'm telling you, you look around at the world around us, we see a world in need of joy. We see a world in need of love. We see a world that needs to be anchored in the eternal truth that is our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, with the Blessed Mother interceding for us. Uh, you know, I often use this analogy, how often do we go out to eat to a great restaurant And we're quick to get on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and say, oh, you got to check this out. You got to check this out. Well, this is the truth of our faith. This is as good as that restaurant may be. This is even better and by exponential degrees. So please help us spread the word. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to thank uh, Father Wade Menezes for his constant willingness to be part of our show and for his contributions on the Holy Trinity that we were able to share with you today. Tune in next week. We've got some exciting things brewing for next week here on Roadmap to Heaven, but you'll have to tune in to find out. Until then, please pray for me. I'm going to be praying for you this weekend, and let us all remember to pray our rosary. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright.